Hey, I'm Ashley. I take my blog posts and I turn them into podcast episodes. I like talking about bootstrapping as a solo founder, so you can expect to hear about my experiences of building with Jack and advice you can take with you on your journey as a bootstrapped solo founder. And today I'm talking about, well, I don't actually have a title yet, uh, positioning your business to a tiny audience. Let's go with that. But before I get into things, uh, let me just say, you know, I'm one to talk about struggles and failures and things that aren't always going to plan. So let me take a minute to just actually celebrate one of my successes. This week has been a really great week for signups. I've reached a new milestone, done the most new signups this week than any other week. And in the space of one week, I have hit the figure that I would usually hit on a monthly basis. So some nice growth happening there. Um, And it's, yeah, since I don't have a co-founder or any employees, I have nobody to celebrate this with. So I thought I'd share that with you guys. Uh, Exciting, right? So anyway, let's get into this um, article that I wrote about positioning your business to a tiny audience. And I'll kick things off by reading a quote from an article called How Seth Godin Would Launch a New Business with $1,000 and 90 Days to Spare. I love Seth Godin, by the way. Uh, There is no silver bullet in building a remarkable product, and it might take you months or even years to find the right recipe. But if you start with a small audience and gather feedback on the way, your chance of coming up with a remarkable product or service will get much, much higher. So that's a quote from the article. I'll put a link in the show notes because I do recommend everybody goes and reads this article. Now, my business with Jack, it isn't reinventing the wheel. It is all manual processes and I'm currently not doing anything innovative. So if you were to ask me what makes with Jack different... Right now, I'd say not that much. Like, sure, people enjoy the conversational interface instead of filling out a generic form. And yes, customers are delighted when I respond to inquiries at lightning speed. But I'm not disrupting the insurance industry. What I am doing is building my book of customers. I'm talking to people. I'm making discoveries that will, in time, lead to creating a remarkable product all whilst growing monthly revenue. And this approach has enabled me to get to market quickly at a low cost and start collecting insights. I've said it before, but my goal is to build a remarkable product for a tiny audience. I've created With Jack for a small audience. 70% of my customers are freelance web designers and developers, and the rest is comprised of internet marketers, photographers, and businesses that fall on the fringes of digital and creative. So if you're a plumber or a doula, yes, somebody, a doula actually just got a quote or tried to get a quote on the website, I would recommend you go elsewhere because With Jack wasn't built for you. Getting a quote with Jack means not being shown 200 plus occupations that aren't relevant to you. You won't have to scroll forever to find a category that you think you fit into. We know who we're building with Jack for, so every design, copy and product decision is influenced by that. Positioning with Jack for freelancers means only showing the type of insurance that's relevant to them. 
a lot of sole traders actually approach me with uh, existing insurance packages they've purchased elsewhere that have a lot of unnecessary cover added. And it's not it's not really that the insurer intentionally tried extracting more money from the sale, but it's that they're targeting so many types of businesses that their customer journey packages and products aren't right for everyone. And this means that some businesses end up paying for cover they don't need. On With Jack's blog, you'll find stories that resonate with freelancers. You won't read about the importance of public liability because of the risks working on a construction site presents. Instead, you'll hear stories about insurance helping with scope creep or missing project deadlines and client relationships breaking down. You know, the kind of stuff that's relevant to our target audience. And lastly, once you've bought your policy, you will receive a host of benefits that are relevant to the work you do. So this includes discounts for software, ebooks, or learning material for freelancers. Now, perhaps I have overused the term relevant, but that is the key word here, applicable, apt, fitting, because we're not trying to target every type of business in all industries. This means that we can perfect each area of With Jack for our tiny audience, and that is the power of positioning. So why freelancers? Uh, why did I choose to position with Jack to freelancers? Well, there were a few reasons for that. The first was that I had experience in their world. I was actually a freelance wedding photographer for six years and I know some of the fears I faced when freelancing. I was worried about equipment failing, not meeting client expectations, maybe I'd miss a crucial moment at a wedding or I'd work with a problem client. And there was one difficult customer I had. Um, I was actually pretty lucky for the, the majority of my freelance career, but there was one very difficult customer I had. And this was the first time that I worried a situation could escalate to something more. Um, and whilst it was a really stressful situation to handle, there was a lot of comfort in knowing that I had insurance if it did escalate. There would be a team of legal experts to help me and a policy to cover my defence costs. Um, fortunately, the situation did diffuse after some time, but that one difficult client and all of the fear and anxiety I felt whenever I received communication from them, that was worth the £300 I'd paid for insurance that year. The second reason was that I already had a small audience to launch to. So I'd previously launched Insurance by Jack, which I'll mention uh, in a bit more detail later. And whilst uh, that wasn't a success, um, hundreds of people did actually submit quotes and that gave me a lot of data to analyse. So I surveyed every single quote that came through and noticed an overwhelming amount were from freelancers. So this was clearly something they were interested in and it also gave me a small audience to launch with Jack to. The third reason is that most insurers target every type of business. So there weren't a lot of options on the market for freelancers. The incumbents that have a monopoly in business insurance target sole traders, limited companies, traditional tradesmen, digital trades, high-risk careers like financial advisors or accountants. Um, it, it really felt to me like there was a gap in the market for somebody to say, hey, we do this one thing really well for this one group of people. 
And the last reason is, uh, is just that I like freelancers. So having previously worked in buy-to-let insurance and selling to landlords, I realized it was important for me to like the audience, uh, the audience that I'm serving. And I measure that by asking myself, would I have coffee with them every day? Do I enjoy chatting to them? Am I interested in what they're working on? So if I can answer yes to those questions, then I know it's the right fit for me as a founder. Uh, And just as an aside, Justin Jackson has a great article on founder market fit. So I'll put that in the show notes so you can have a read of that. So let's talk about, about the importance of positioning. We've established that With Jack isn't doing anything innovative, but what it does a good job of is positioning. So this leads to freelancers believing that With Jack is unique to them. And there um, are a few tweets that we can take as an example. So these are tweets from people after they've discovered With Jack. Only offered in the UK currently, but this is the kind of insurance I want for freelance work in the US. We need a service like this in the US, freelancer insurance. So it's a couple of people stumbling upon with Jack for the first time and um, saying that they need something like that to exist in the in the US. Uh, now, with Jack specializes in professional indemnity insurance, and that product does actually exist in the US and elsewhere in the world, and it has existed for a very long time. But what's confusing people is the terrible job that insurers do of positioning. Remember, most insurers are trying to be everything to every type of business. They cater to large businesses with employees and complex risks the same way they're catering to sole traders, turning over less than 50k per year. Uh, So people are unaware that this policy exists in their line of work because insurers take a product, in this case professional indemnity, and package it for lawyers, SMEs, freelancers, and more. And these are all different sizes of businesses across different industries with different needs and risks. And this leaves the messaging of how this product can help you lost, unfocused, and you guessed it, not relevant. So this is why positioning is important, not just insurance but any business it helps you speak directly to a particular group of people in a way that resonates with them if with jack was targeting uh, for example plumbers as well as web developers our messaging would be really muddled we'd be sharing stories about burst pipes as well as the dangers of scope creep Uh, And I don't think there's much crossover there or any crossover there. And as a result, our messaging wouldn't really speak to anyone. You know, web developers would visit the website and think, well, I'm not doing manual labor, so this product must not be for me. And then tradesmen would visit the website and think, well, I'm not building features for a, a client's app, so this product isn't for me. And the result would be fewer signups. In the latest episode of Build Your SaaS, Justin and John are exploring what to charge for their podcast hosting app. They've been looking at how competitors price themselves and what their differentiator could be. And Rob, I'm, oh, I don't know how to say Rob's surname. Is it Walling or what? Like Walling? I'm going to go with Walling. Rob Walling, co-founder of Drip, 
offered advice on charging more than your competitors. So first, you can have features that no one else has. Secondly, you can position yourself differently by saying, we're the podcast host for businesses. Justin acknowledges the successful job ConvertKit's done of positioning themselves. He said, your positioning matters a lot. Is there a huge difference between Nathan Barry's ConvertKit, which is email marketing for bloggers, and MailChimp, which is email marketing for whatever? Is there a big differentiator? No, a lot of it is the language they're speaking. Good quote from Justin there. Um, ConvertKit, if you don't know, is now doing over a million monthly recurring revenue, million dollars monthly recurring revenue. And they carved a niche as email marketing for professional bloggers. And having just checked out their landing page recently, they've now evolved their positioning to email marketing for creators. It with Jack, being clear on our positioning allows us to build a customer experience that's easy to navigate, use content to deliver a focused message and offer the necessary products to our target audience. Now, positioning is scary. Trust me, I get it. I know it's scary. Uh, Before I built with Jack, there was Insurance by Jack. And when I launched Insurance by Jack, I was trying to target lots of different businesses. I was trying to target creative agencies, technology startups, freelancers, and more. I was so afraid of excluding people and losing sales, but there was nowhere on the website that actually said who Insurance by Jack was for. And it's no coincidence that um, that project just never gained traction. And the lesson that I learned there was to start by focusing on the tiniest audience possible. And it doesn't mean that you're stuck serving that tiny audience forever. You know, look at Mark Zuckerberg, he launched Facebook for Harvard students and it's now at 2.19 billion monthly active users. It's easy to think that by launching to more verticals, you'll increase sales and whilst you might attract more people through the door, it's going to be trickier to win them over. You know, I feel like, I believe a freelance web designer should feel like With Jack has been built for them. They should feel like we understand the challenges that they experience as a designer and that we've stripped out all of the crap so that they can get the insurance they actually need quicker. Philip Morgan, who is a consultant uh, that specializes in positioning, says that when you define your positioning, you're making a claim of expertise. So what do you want to be an expert in? Our statement is that we understand freelancers and the kind of problems they face with clients. And because of this, we can offer them a product, professional indemnity insurance, to solve those problems. Other insurance companies um, that insure, you know, 300 plus industries and sectors, um, you know, being the insurer for all businesses I believe means people don't know what products to buy. They don't know if those products are applicable to them and how they serve them in their line of work. And again, this isn't exclusive to insurance. All businesses should be positioning themselves to occupy a niche. So just wrap up with some final thoughts on this. Uh, Positioning focuses your messaging, it focuses your marketing, customer service and products. Like I've said, With Jack isn't doing anything innovative yet 
But we have done a good job of the above, which is how I've been able to organically bootstrap to almost 300 customers. I'm very close to 300 customers. Um, it, it can be scary because you're worried about excluding potential customers, but by positioning yourself to a tiny audience, you'll learn things about your customers' needs and problems that competitors don't. And that will give you an advantage. And then from there, you can grow, move into other markets and gain access to other customers. Um, and yeah, lastly, positioning doesn't mean you're locked into serving that audience forever, but it is a great place to get started. You'll gather feedback and learn from your customers, which will help you build a truly great product. So thanks for listening. I hope that you found this helpful. Uh, Positioning's been on my mind a lot lately as we continue to serve our target audience and learn about their needs and their frustrations. Um, So yeah, I hope you found it useful and you will hear from me again. Bye!